Your home great on News Radio 680 WPTF. It's an opportunity for you to call in and we can talk about your home or talk about anything you hear on the radio that piques your interest about your own home. My name is Dave Alexander, Tim Feruzzi across the table from us. And Tim is with Handy Helpers and Highland Roofing and Highland Residential Roofing. And if yep. you want you want to get in contact with Tim off the air, we're going to get you the telephone number, but the websites are handyhelpers.com. And the, oh, it's odd, I don't have the Highland Residential Roofing. Yeah, it's highlandroofingnc.com. Highlandroofingnc.com. Mm-hmm. And we actually heard, this is a great thing. Um, we got a good show, a good show ahead on making your home great. Uh, the second hour Includes Lewis Sadler and Mark Beard, um, and they're going to talk m- more about a topic we talked about before, which is sort of the cons- construction of homes and uh, renovation of homes for um, situations where you may need uh, w- aging you, population yeah. or disabilities, right? That Mobility kind of thing. issues. Yeah. You know, you, you need a little bit of a bigger closet. But John and Raleigh called in early. John, thank you very much. How are you? Just fine. Good. I'm glad you called us up. What? What's up? Uh, I got a problem with pine straw getting in my gutters, and I'd like to know if you know of any gutter protection that will keep the pine straw out yet catch all the rain during a heavy downpour. Yeah, well, there's uh, different types of gutter guards out there, as you probably know. Um, one of my favorites is... Um, the waterfall is called the waterfall product. It's made by Crane Industries. You can probably Google it and find it. We install that product. We we supply and install that product uh, and some others. But that's one of my favorite items. It tucks under the shingle and it clips in the inside uh, of the gutter on the front. Is it designed like a mesh? Or no, a it's a, it's actually a, a heavy vinyl. Right. And so it won't dent and like the aluminum ones will. And it actually is nice because it, it kind of finishes your gutters. You know, when you put a ladder against a gutter, a lot of times yeah. they'll dent. Well, the way this is designed, because it tucks under the shingles and it's such heavy vinyl, right. uh, it does a very good job of, of creating a lot of strength with your gutter. And, and, and what happens as the water comes down, I guess, with the surf, uh, surface tension and the water follows back behind in the concave back into the – the grooves into the gutter, and then the the straw on the leaves fall off. And you know, Thank occasionally, you o- occasionally you're going to get some straw and stuff stuck in it. Um, so you will still have to clean off your gutters from the outside as well as your roof, like you normally would once or mm-hmm. twice a year. You're always going to have to do that, um, but you don't have to get down in the gutter and clean it out regularly because it won't clog. Yes, sir. Thank you, John. I appreciate you calling early. Our telephone number is 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. To a certain extent, this uh, hour is uh, topicless. It's your phone call that's going to drive the topic of the program. Uh, on Making Your Home Great, we can talk about uh, experiences you've had with home contractors. You can talk about problems you have that you don't know that there's a, a good solution for. Uh, if you have, let's just say, symptoms in your house 
and you want to come up with something, you know, some solution for it. You think you've got a problem. You're not sure you have a problem, but you might have a problem. Uh, go ahead and call us up. Uh, Tim's got lots of market experience and experience with uh, uh, home construction and repair. Yeah, Is there anything in a house you stay away from? Well, we're not we're not electricians. Okay, good. We're not electricians, um, and we're not heating and air guys. We know a little bit about that stuff, but we yeah. just don't do that. I mean, we can get people um, people to help do that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, and if I come out to a property and see some things that I don't quite know how to handle it, I'll I'll let a person know. But it's rare. I've done so much stuff. Yeah. Learned so much stuff over the years, thirty years plus doing this. Um, so, and I've, I've gotten a lot of education on structural damage, um, bioaerosols we talked about in the last yeah. couple episodes, uh, roofing, exteriors, remodeling a bathroom, remodeling a kitchen. And I've seen houses from, I've worked on houses 150 years old yeah. uh, up to brand new. I used to live in one of those 150-year-old houses. Mm-hmm. I remember crawling underneath the sink to to check on why there was so much water and moisture under there and discovering that my grandfather had built the cabinetry with old pallet wood, old crates mm-hmm. from the A&P warehouse where he worked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and now he he had the regular heavy-duty metal plumbing. And at one point, things became clogged, and ah, his knucklehead grandson, me— came through with a wire hanger, and it went straight through the thing. That was the explanation for all the water. Well, that wasn't your problem. That thing was on this last leg if a coat it hanger was. did that. It was. It was just a steel just steel piping. And then the drains were done usually in a, in a, in a cast iron. Were they? Yeah. And they used lead to, to, at the seams. They would come in and do the, the lead mesh material, which is welded in, you know, soldered in. So, so many of the trades have changed and modernized almost to the point. It's funny because I look at this around a radio. Radio is a similar system mm-hmm. that, that we've modernized to the point where you can have, pardon the expression, less ability yet get more things done. Yes, it's, it, it's it, gone to systems, more of uh, less, less craftsmen right. and more manufacturing and factories. So you're piping would be done maybe on, on like the PEX material for, for plumbing, for yeah. instance. That's it's done in, in, in a factory on big rolls and sent out to you, and you buy it as you need it. This, this tubing, this tubing, plastic yeah. tubing that con- is your water. And it's continuous. I mean, you can get, you can run, what, three or 400 feet of it without a seam. And should I feel good about that? Yeah, I think that I think that it's engineered well. Uh, they haven't had much issues with that kind of thing. Now there have been some things they've experimented with over the years, like uh, one was called Quest, which you still see some of that around. Yeah. And uh, what was happening with those is the crimp rings were actually failing, and uh, I think that happened a lot in the '80s and '90s. And people, yeah, would. And in fact, we've even done some jobs recently that still have that material in the house, and we've had to remodel. A kitchen or two because of that recently. But you're going to go, if you see that, you're going to take that out? Well, yeah, but, you know, sometimes it, it doesn't make sense to tear out all the walls in the house to pull mm-hmm. it out. You mm-hmm. know, so some people are just waiting for it to fail as it fails because they're hoping that it won't fail. Plumbing it, used to be done by husky men cutting pipe 
and and you know cutting the threads in the pipe and putting it all together and then melting metal to attach it. Yep. Those days are done. Well, I mean, you still see some of those guys doing things like um, in in some of the commercial settings uh-huh. and also. Uh, um, the fire sprinkler systems in the commercial buildings are, are still done with the thread and pipe type stuff. Uh, but as far as the cast iron, you're not seeing a lot of that. I mean, you can still buy it for the drain systems, but you're not seeing a lot of that. And it's done differently now than it was. Again, they used to use lead poured in with a um, – yes. I don't know what the right word is. I forgot. But only, it used to be kind of like a horsehair type of material. It was something different. But I'm, I'm, when they attach two pieces of metal, you mean? Yeah, when they put the the, the female into the male, and yeah. they have that joint, they would come in and put in a, um, what the right word? Like a felt. Every, yeah, everybody out there is thinking of it except me. It's some yeah, kind okay. of a. It, it's not like yeah, so it's a fiber. <laughs> yeah, it's a fiber, and uh, it would melt the lead in with it, and uh, that would seal the seam. All right. But of course, you know what we, we know about lead, so they've got, gotten away from that. People in Flint, Michigan, are against us using that ever again. Mm-hmm. Is what they are. I'll tell you what, if you've got a story you want to tell us or a question you want to ask, uh, you're listening to Making Your Home Great. Tim Ferruzzi and Dave Alexander, our telephone number is 919-860-9783. And I've got a horror story coming up about an electrician. You mentioned, you said, I don't deal much with electricity. You know, mm-hmm. and, no, we're not licensed to do it. So. Well, I, tell you, I, I find it hard to believe the two fellows who are in my house. Actually, were also. Yeah. They probably weren't. Well, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. You got to be careful. All right. That story and your story, if you want to place the phone call, 919-860-9783. Making your home great. News Radio 680 WPTF. Making your home great. News Radio 680 WPTF. Quick AccuWeather forecast. Sunny today in a high near 76. Overnight low 47. And then for Sunday, a high of 72 with some sunshine. And Monday is uh, pretty warm also. Right now, 71. Real feel 74. News Radio 680 WPTF. Making your home great. Along with uh, Dave Alexander, we've got Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing and Dan in Holly Springs. Hi, Dan. How are you? Well, man, I'm doing good. Good. What do you I'm have going on? A, I'm calling you with a question about making a bedroom in a basement with a concrete block wall. So the, my couple questions are, what is the rule on the size of the window that has to be in a basement to make the bedroom legal? I believe that's four square feet, whatever that comprises. Have you got to be able to get a body out of it? That's like two by two. Yes, I believe that's true. Yes, sir. Okay. So can you help me? Uh, can I just use like a uh, concrete um blade and put it in my skill saw to mark the section that I'm to cut out? Is that the best way to do it? Uh, well, I mean, you could mark it with a, uh, a wax crayon or anything as far as marking it, but, and you could, you could technically cut it um, potentially. Is this solid? Is this a, 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 cinder, a cinder block? block. It's cinder block. Yeah. Is it hollow? Yes. Yeah. Um, so you could probably cut it with that on both sides to actually make the hole. Now, just make sure you put a lintel in. I don't know where you're placing this in, in reference to the 
the uh, the 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 sill, uh, the the framing that holds up the rest on of the, your house. On the exterior, uh, in the basement, there's just the regular cinder block, and then on the exterior, there's the eight-inch red brick. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, so very thick, yeah. Those two thicknesses. Yep, yep. So, so I'll have to cut from the outside and the inside. Yeah, and you can drill a hole too, also to get your bearings. Sometimes we'll do that. Is just drill, take a long drill bit, and drill a hole, and at least we know where we're at. But and you can rent you can rent one of these saws. But again, you need to have a lintel put in if you're going to have block and brick over this window. If it's right at the what's a lintel? A lintel is a steel. um, uh, It's almost like an I beam, but it's actually shaped a little different. It's more like L shaped, and uh, you can get it from Adams uh, Supply, Old Castle, Adams Old Castle. Um, they they sell a lot of brick and block. Um, okay. There's one over in Morrisville, but and and Lowe's probably has them too. But again, you need to make sure it's sized properly, and I don't know how much weight you're going to have above it, and what the span of the window is. Are you going to just do a two by two, the minimal size, two, roughly? Two by two. Yeah, yes, yeah, it. yeah. And it's probably going to have to be a, a double hung window, um, so that it can be accessed. You know, if it's a single hung, then you might not be able to. It's not really considered two by two. Right, you need to be able to get out of it. Okay. So he, I think you lost. Me, me, well, I think you lost Dan. Well, Dan, did you no, understand that last it. segment? If you or a sentence, if you didn't, ask him again. No, I do understand. Well, you do. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and I think you've helped me uh, mainly in knowing the minimum size of window that I need to have. Mm-hmm. Dan, okay. you're cutting into you're cutting into to block that's holding okay. up your house. You're comfortable with this. Oh, man, I'll just be careful when I walk on top of it. (laughs) That's a great strategy, Dan. Thank you. (laughs) All right, Dan, we want to hear from you in another couple of weeks. All right. uh, If I'm still alive, and I'll give you a call. Oh, my. All right. Thank you, Dan. (laughs) Thanks for your help. You guys did a great job. All right. Take care. Thank you, Dan. See, this is the thing. You jumped into that with the actual specific answer to his question. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I'd have done that. I'd have said, Dan, how much experience do you have cutting into things to which you for which you've paid hundreds of thousands of dollars? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, that is, I mean, he might be a real handy guy and feel yeah. very confident about it. So um, he knows what he can do and what he can't do. And, um, you know, you can Google lots of this stuff nowadays and figure out how to do things. <laughs> you just take your time and do it. You know, now, uh, there's some other things that need to be considered, you know, should you get a permit for that type thing? Probably. Yeah. You know, so there's other considerations that that he should think about on that. Well, let's ask ask the permitting question, because I got myself into a little little bit of a bind with a contractor once, and this is a fellow who I would consider to be a shade tree contractor who was was not a top-shelf guy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I wasn't a, uh, money-wise, I wasn't a Mm top-shelf guy either. Mm -hmm. But what happened was in the middle of the project, we discovered that he didn't have the skill set for doing what we thought that he should do. Mm -hmm. And then he said, well, you know, I didn't pull a permit for the – no, he said, Mm -hmm. you didn't, Mr. Alexander, pull a permit for this, and you really should have. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm a homeowner. I – yes, I did call him in, and yes, we were going to do it anyway, but – when do you pull a permit? Well, I think, um, you know, obviously when you're doing 
building an addition. Right. For sure. Yep. And uh, when you get involved with the trades, you yeah. know, you're supposed to plumbing, mm-hmm. heating and air, electrical. Um, so, you know, you're supposed to pull a permit a lot, but in you know, small jobs, you know, it's, but you're converting an attic into a living area. That's you need what to, we did. You need, yep. to, you need to pull a permit for that. We, in fact, I talked to somebody recently about that. He had somebody come in and do a, a finish out of his attic for a very low price. Yeah. And, um, when he went to try to sell the house, or no, he wasn't selling the house. He was doing a um, a refi. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it wasn't permitted. The attic wasn't permitted. And of course, they're adding square footage. They're not taking out walls or anything. They're just adding square footage. Well, yep. that's got to be considered if it's going to be in the refi for tax purposes and resale value future and the bank's loaning money, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So um, he had to go back and uh, get all of it, pay the fees, and get it all um, – Permitted, yeah. After the fact, and the inspections were uh, gruesome, and so was the work to fix the the things that weren't done right. Yeah, and you got just call the town, ask it, walk in, say this is what I want to do, because there were plenty of people. It, in some places, I think it has to do with the amount of money you're spending mm-hmm. to do to do this thing. You yeah. know, if you're putting in a window, in some cases, you ought to kind of visit the town. Um, yeah, I mean, it's there's highly it, visible it, it, from the outside. It's getting it's getting stricter and stricter, you know, and and uh, and it's good. It's there's good things about it, and then in some cases you just don't need a permit. It just it just messes up the process and is not necessary. You just got to make sure that with what you are doing that it is permitted if it's need, needs to be. Right. He's Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing, and there's no question that he can't answer. Even if the answer is going to be no, or I can't answer it, <laughs> or, can't answer it or you know what you got to do, you got to call another person. Um, and Tim's uh, number during the week, 919-676-5969. But if you want to get the information right here on the air, right now, 919-860-9783. So I have this home Shield uh, home yeah. group. Yep. Okay. Yep. yep. And what happens is when I have something go wrong, and I, I mean small things, and we've considered it, and the we go, ah, okay, I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. We call in, we pay a copay. Mm-hmm. I think it's sixty dollars. And let me just tell you, they sent two fellers that didn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Here's how I know: my daughter was home at the time, and she said, "Dad." The guys were home fixing the light fixture that didn't work. And all of a sudden, sparks flew all over the place. Mm -hmm. Because the fixture, they were, the power was on. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I went up and saw the the debris field, basically, where they they had jumped off the ladder and, you know, done Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Now, as it turns out, that home warranty company bent over backwards Mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the next time I call somebody in to do electrical work, what am I supposed to look for? Well, they need to be licensed with North Carolina. Is this something you carry in your pocket? I mean, an individual carries in their pocket? Well, you can um, – I don't think they're going to carry a card or anything necessarily. We don't carry a card for for our plumbing license. But um, Can we look them up? Yeah, you can look them up. Yep. Okay. You go to the electrical uh, board 
and uh, pull up their name and see if they're listed. And sometimes it's listed in different names, but the, the yeah. name they're doing business as in is should be the name that it's licensed in right. legally. So, um, and you know, electrical is very serious because you can burn down a house, you can kill people. So, oh, and you can walk away from it. And, and burn it, down and it the happens house. later. Right. Yeah. It happens later. Which even, I do. even 10, 15 years later. That's terrible it's stuff. Something was done wrong. Right. Terrible stuff. Yeah. Telephone number here is 919-860-9783. Making your home great on News Radio 680 WPTF. Tim Ferruzzi is the expert. I'm just the guy behind the microphone helping out. If you want to get some expert advice, our time is yours over the next little while. News is coming up and then another half hour. Making your home great. On News Radio 680 WPTF. Time to telephone number 919-860-9783, making your home great. I'm Dave Alexander, Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And uh, myself, Dave Alexander, 919-860-9783. 9783. Call that number if you have a question about, about your own home. If you got a story to tell, we'd love to hear that. 919-860-9783. The fellow with the basement. He's yeah. going to cut a hole in his basement. Yep. Yep. And um, there's lots of different scenarios that need to be considered uh, there. And uh, one of the things is water. Is he getting water in the area now? And that's, that's, that's one of the big concerns whenever you have a a basement, a true basement, being partly underground, so gotta gotta address that um, or f- the chance of future water. So is the outside, you know, doing? Is there a good job? Good job with the the way the water is being uh, removed, and then inside, you know, you've got to do some just some coatings, just in case, because once you close this off, frame it up right. inside, it's covered. And I've gone to so many jobs where uh, there weren't some real basic things that were done on the actual cinder block or block or, or cement yeah. um, that just should have been done before you came in and put the, the partition wall. Because typically on, on a basement, you don't really want to anymore. I don't see this happening much where you put the, the uh, studs directly on the or the metal fins directly on the block and you're yeah. poking holes in it because the more holes you poke, the more chances for moisture. Yep. And uh, there's issues with uh, radiant, uh, you know, the transferring of, of, of cold and cool and heat and all that. So what I typically do is come off with a uh, uh, partition wall right outside and leave a dead airspace between the block wall and the framing. Oh, and really? Course, You're yeah. not drilling into that wall at all? At all. Okay, and good. Can, and you can yeah. put, and I use a little bit of floor space with that when you do it that way, but it's better. And then you coat the wall. You can put some synthetic underlayment and things like that on the wall. Then use treated wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you've got that dead, dead air space. And um, of course, you do your electrical and plumbing and drywall or whatever you're going to do. We're going to stay in the basement. Ray in Raleigh called us up at 919 860 9783 at Making Your Home Great. Hi, Ray. Peter Dave, I miss you on Sundays. Bless you. I appreciate it, Ray. If you had a radio show and they, they switch you to a different day, I'd miss you too. <laughs> okay. What what can I do for you today? Uh, we have a, uh, a house that has a, a, a basement because it's cut into a hill. 
mm-hmm. and uh, there's a vertical drain pipe that comes from the uh, plastic, but the vertical drain pipe itself, which is going through the basement uh, uh, to the to the in in the ground uh, drain, is uh, cast iron. It looks like. Uh, what was the reason for doing that before I replaced that cotton picking thing? Yeah, I don't I don't quite understand what you're describing. Okay, there's Sorry. Uh, the house the house has uh, plastic plumbing uh, throughout. Uh, uh, for the drain. Yep. Uh, but when you get to the basement uh, and you look at the, the vertical drop that's going uh, from the uh, first floor to the in the, in the ground uh, drain, mm-hmm. the, it, it, it's a uh, about a seven foot length of uh, of uh, what looks like cast iron pipe that was worked into the system. Right in the middle, or somewhere close to the. It's between the uh, the first floor and the the ground. Uh, yeah, I think that may have been done for hydrostatic pressure. I think that the the philosophy, and I'm not 100% sure of this, I have not seen one myself, but we actually had a caller uh, call in uh, a couple months ago and describe that, and I think you see them up north as well more so. But I believe what it does is it relieves the pressure uh, of the water uh, pressure and allows it to fill up in the pipe, and that way it doesn't uh, – uh, have any issues coming in the walls as much? I believe that's what that's for. Is it is it open at the top? Yes, open. You mean no? It's connected to the drain system for the house. Oh, it's connected to the to the drain to the plumbing system. Yeah, to the plumbing. Uh, it, it is part of the plumbing system. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I misunderstood. So you're wondering why it goes from plastic to cast iron. And then back to, uh, I don't know what's in the ground. I, I think it's plastic back in the ground, but I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. right. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know that it would. Uh, um, I'm not sure why it would go back to plastic. Um, typically, they'll use cast iron inside of a house to keep things quiet. Uh, uh-huh. It's a quieting mechanism. Uh, maybe they use cast iron right there because they were concerned that uh, they wanted something very rigid in that area because of things being done down in the basement more so than plastic. Well, the basement's totally open, so it's, yeah. it's not, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't answer that question, why that was done that way. Ray, is this a full basement? It's a full basement, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's stand-up, and, and I, I could build rooms in there, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure why they did cast iron in the basement. I would guess it might be something to do with just stability. And well, there's a couple. Well, tell you what, Ray, here's what you do. You cut it off, you'll find out immediately why it was put there. Just remove it. No, if I, if I cut it off, I'm going to have a mess because yes. of the flushing. Oh, you won't. Okay, all right. Well, that makes sense then. Yeah. That's his main, that connects to his, that's his, his Con- building drain. Yeah, it connects yeah. to his building drain. Yeah, it is. It's, it's the main yeah. drain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, there's a rubber band at the top and the bottom with uh, with uh, pipe clamps to, uh, to keep it sealed and everything. But Yeah, a no-hub band or, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm not sure why they did that. I would think it, it probably has something to do with rigid, rigidness of it versus the the other, but I'm not 100% sure on that either. It's dropping uh, right between a couple of studs, so it shouldn't be a problem that way. Hmm. All right, Ray, thank you. Thank you. The mystery continues. You figure it out, you call us. Yep. All right, thanks a lot. Um, my dad's old house, you mentioned up north where many of the houses had basements. Mm-hmm. So many of them here do not have basements. They have crawl spaces. Um, his house, he finished the basement, or at least finished one-fourth of the basement, 
creating. We used to ride bikes in a circle on the on the, the floor of the basement. Mm-hmm. But then he put they put this nice room and put a bookcase in and did what he needed to do to finish up this room. He did exactly what you said not to do. Mm-hmm. He put furring strips and drilled them right into the into the. Uh, um, Cement. The, the cement blocks, mm-hmm. okay, which, by the way, are pronounced in a totally different way up north. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the cement blocks, and he's drilled them, drilled them in. Well, he never had a dry basement. Mm-hmm. We never had that dry. We always had a sub-pump running water out of the basement. Mm-hmm. And then we also had an, a dehumidifier running constantly. Well, now that's mold. We've gotten to the point of mold. We've torn off all that 1960s paneling. Okay, and discovered exactly what you just described, mm-hmm. which is just drill holes in all those stones. I said to my brother, well, you know, he, he's cleaning it. He's doing some remediation for mold. I said, well, then you're going to, what, paint it and seal it? And he says, well, yeah, but really we got to address the water mm-hmm. because we're getting water inundating the basement. And from the inside, is there any way to prevent that? Um, you know, there, there, there's, they say there is um, yeah. with coatings, but I'm not sure of that. And then there's some interior drain systems, channels and things you can do. But I think you're better off looking at the outside first and um, uh, looking at it from that aspect. And, yeah. and we've talked about that before. Gutters, overhangs, um, your um, – your, um, yeah. Drainage, well, things like that, coatings, French drains, that kind of thing. Yeah, so. you got to go outside. You got to dig around the yeah, foundation. Yeah. You got to yeah, divert I mean, the water because around. that's where yeah. you need to stop it at a source. And that's that's ninety yeah. ninety to one hundred percent of the battle right there. And then you come in and do extra coatings on the interior. That's just good good practice. Yeah. The AccuWeather forecast coming up in a moment. You are listening to Making Your Home Great. I'd love to have you a part of the show. I think that would make this show just great times two. Making your home great. Tim Ferruzzi is the expert. He's with Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. I'm Dave Alexander. Coming up on this show, we've got Lewis Sadler and Mark Beard. Now, Lewis, of course, from Sadler Construction and Mark Beard from Life Stage Designs. That's the next hour. But between now and any time this afternoon, we'll take your phone calls at 919-860-9783. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF AccuWeather forecast. Sunny today, high near 74, overnight low 47. Hardly sunny for the rest of the afternoon and weekend. Tomorrow's high 72. It is 71 with a real feel of 74, making your home great. Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. Myself, Dave Alexander. And arriving early, Lewis Sadler of Sadler Construction. Say hey to everybody. How you doing, everyone? All right. Glad Mark, to be here. Mark Beard with Life Stage Designs. Hey. Hey, how you guys doing? We're, do- we're doing good. I think we had a puzzle. I got to catch, catch up, and I'm not sure that, Tim, I can describe the puzzle. Why is this fella with the basement got cast iron 
well, coming down from the house. Yeah, and I, I think I mentioned it earlier, but I wasn't quite – I wasn't 100% sure because I knew they yeah. used cast iron as a noise redu- reducer. So it's a vertical run, and that's what they've – they've got it there for a noise reducer. So when he does finish out his basement, he doesn't have – when people are flushing the toilets around the water around the house, he doesn't have a bunch of noise in the wall. So that's why it's there, I'm pretty sure. That makes sense? That Lewis? makes sense. That's correct. And that's normally the only place that you want to put it because in other places you can get corrosion. So it's just there for a noise reducer. And it's a more expensive product. Yeah. So if you see a home that has that, whoever built your house did the right way. Yep. Now, I think that people are going to look at me like I'm crazy when I tell this quick story. But they do that all the time anyway. So let's just try this. I'll go ahead and do it for everybody. I like sitting on my porch. I like sitting on my porch. Now, I've, I've been on my porch looking at the trees, the neighbors' houses, their wonderful yard. And I have heard what sounds like the release of about a half a gallon of water running through. Now, this I'm on the porch. I'm outside. Mm-hmm. There's nobody home. Am I nuts? At the other homes? No. I'm hearing it from my house. I am hearing... The trickle of not a lot of water, just a little bit of water. Is there anything in my... It's not from the porch, but I'm sitting along an exterior wall. So I know my plumbing's interior, okay? I know this because I know where the bathrooms are located. And the master bath is way in the back of the house. I shouldn't be hearing this. Sounds like you've got a running toilet that is occasionally flushing itself a little bit. Toilets flush themselves. Well, you know, a leaky flapper or something, so then it's refilling, possibly. Or, sitting on the porch, does he have, uh, I know that on the last show, after when when I left, there was a gentleman on about gutters. Uh, Do you have gutter guards, gutter covers? Because sometimes if you get some leaf buildup in your gutters, it's rained a little bit, the moisture holding that, and the moisture just starts dripping down your gutter, and you're hearing it hitting that downspout. I think he's right. I think you're right, because I am right next to the downspout. Sounds like you need to get on your roof and clean your gutters off. <laughs> we've established that, actually. <laughs> we did in previous shows. We've established that. All right. Ray in Willow Springs is uh, on with us. Ray called us up at 919-860-9783, making your home great. Hi, Ray. Hello. He- Hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, I have a question about, uh, I believe my walls are, I have drywall, then plastic, then insulation, and then you got the outside siding just nailed to the two by fours, with no uh, plywood on the outside. And I'm wondering, when I go to reside it, can I go ahead and put plywood on it and Tyvek, or would that create a vapor barrier in between? Oh, you should be able to do that. You may have some issues with your uh, your windows and your doors and your trim. Uh, freeze boards and things like that. I guess it just depends on how it's done. What do you well, What do you think? If you're going to reside it, that should take care of your corner boards, freeze boards aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the moisture barrier, you should be okay because that plastic was originally put there as a moisture barrier for the insulation anyway. Right. And it right. should have. I'm surprised that you don't have anything on there. I don't know how old your home is, but uh, I think 72. Well, if you have you pulled some siding off already? Yeah, I. I I haven't pulled any off, but I have this strange feeling that there's nothing in between the the deciding 
It's got that old uh, masonite board on it. Yeah, you probably have something. What you probably have is is, is what used to be termed as a blackboard. Mm-hmm. It's a low insulator board. It's not structural. And so okay. what they would do is they would either put what's called lead-in bracing, which they cut one by one by fours in the wall, or you'll have mm-hmm. plywoods just on the corners, and that gives it the structural stability that it needs. And then you have a very uh, almost papery kind of board that's a filler that's a real low insulator board. So when you pull the siding off, you can pull that board off and then replace it with a plywood that's a structural sheathing, then your Tyvek or your vapor barrier, and if that's on there that way, which is the way it should be, your windows and everything else should work out fine when you when you reinstall siding. Yeah, as long as okay, that insulation well, board's there. Yep. The one thing I was worried about is maybe creating a vapor barrier in between the wall by adding Tyvek on the outside. Well, that's the Tyvek is put on the outside. It, it it's Tyvek's purpose isn't so much of a it's it's kind of a real low leak or, or, or low weepage. So it's not going to seal it completely oh. tight. Yeah, it's got it's got a perm rating, so it, it does right. allow it does allow um, moisture to escape. It's, it'll still allow your house to breathe. It, it, what it's really its its primary use waterproof is a is the waterproofing, and it's also to to stop drafts in between those joints and stuff in your plywood. So it's not okay. something that's there to seal it up really tight. So you'll be okay. Okay, well I appreciate it. That, sure, that was that was a question I wanted to answer. <laughs> Ray, thank you. All right, thank you. Ray in Willow Springs on making your home great. 919-860-9783. Jim in Wendell. How are you, Jim? Hey, pretty good, Dave. Hey, um, I heard your concern about the water coming out from your house. Yes. And um, ask, uh, I forget his name, but uh, it could be there's a condensation pump under your home is your home fairly new? No, very. If we were talking about the basement, we're talking about a house up in Syracuse, New York, and it's very old. It's as old as I am. Yeah, well, I know in my home, uh, the condensation from the uh, the air conditioning unit or whatever is under my home. Once uh, that little reservoir gets full of water, it'll it pump it. Yeah. Pump, it triggers a pump that pumps the water out to the outside. Oh, the the sound I'm hearing. Yeah. So it could yeah. either be the downspout, it could yeah. be something like that, or it could be plumbing in the wall, which, you know, probably unlikely. I like it. Jim and Wendell, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Have I appreciate a good day. it. See, I'm not crazy. I might be, but I'm not I'm not in that particular instance. A totally <laughs> different Ray, this time in Raleigh. Ray, how are you? I'm back again, yeah. Good. What's up? Two possibilities. Uh, condensate pump from the uh, air conditioning if, if you're hearing in the summertime only. Okay. In the wintertime, if you have a high-efficiency uh, furnace, uh, you're going to have condensate, and that's going to be pumping out also. And the second possibility, do you have a uh, uh, water softener? No, not at all. Oh, okay. No, not at all. But I think you might have hit it, right? Be, between the downspout with the, uh, with the gutters in the downspout and water just clearing up like that, or something from the HVAC system, HVAC yeah, system. I've got a high-efficiency furnace, and that also produces condensate in the wintertime, so I have to pump the acid run all, all year round. And it just all of a sudden gurgles at you. Yeah, off and on, and then it just shuts off again, and it's quiet for a while. <laughs> That's amazing. Ray, thank you. Sure. All right, I appreciate it. You know, I, I suspect at this point— we have now gotten to the point in this program that in studio and out studio, 
we can solve everything. <laughs> Every question we can I'm, possibly come up with. I'm glad you're that confident. I am so <laughs> confident. All right. Here's what we're doing next hour. Uh, we have in studio Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing, Lewis Sadler with Sadler Construction, Mark Beard with Life Stage Designs, and we are talking about your home. Please stay with us and call us up. Making your home great. This is News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. Call this number if you want to get in on the conversation of this hour, 919-860-9783. Tim Ferruzzi and myself, Tim with Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And uh, we also have Lewis Sadler of Sadler Construction. Hello, sir. Hi. Thanks for having me. Mark Beard of Life Stage Home Designs. Hey, great to be here. And we are talking today, we, we talked a little bit about Lewis Sadler. Am I correct to say, Lewis, that this is, your focus is only on this single type of construction? That's correct. Universal design is something we married into probably 15 years ago. I've been building in the area for 30-some years, and... Um, a lot of folks ask me, did you have somebody in your family that something happened to? And, yeah. and no, it wasn't that. It was actually uh, a survival mode. Sur- yeah, As a builder, yeah. and at the time I did primarily new construction, did some remodeling, but I knew the national guys were coming in and I was trying to figure out something I could do to differentiate myself from them. And I'd heard so much about the baby boomers and what was happening and then I, I did some commercial work. Yeah. I did some medical fit-ups. I'd get referrals for a couple of uh, families, and somebody couldn't get around the house. And I'm thinking, it's awful. They've got to spend so much money just to stay in their own home. And all of a sudden, all that stuff just kind of gelled at one time. And I thought, wait a minute, I got it. And universal design is what? Universal design is actually a phrase that was coined at NC State School of Design. Unfortunately, the funding is no longer there for that, so that particular department is not there. There are still good people at NC State that know about it. But the universal design, what it is, it's in a nutshell, it's to design and build a home for the maximum amount of use of the maximum amount of people. Simple as that. And it's, 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 it's strictly designing homes so that the majority of people, friends, family, neighbors, regardless of whatever their physical condition is, whether it's mobility, sight, hearing, can still freely move about and participate with other people in a home and can stay in their home for as long as they want to. It's unlikely that any of us will have a family without someone without a mobility issue, sight issue, even just uh, aging issue, uh, walking around the house and wanting the closets to be a little bit bigger or a trouble with lifting things down from cabinets. Everybody's got that going on. Well, if you stop and think about it, there's only one way that you'll never have to deal with any of that. <laughs> yes, and I know that's that. if you are unfortunate enough not to live long enough <laughs> to get old. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. we're all going to experience it at some point in time, I hope. And, and we can talk about aging, but it's also, it's also the other part of it. But I looked up the stats. I was very curious about whether this is a growth industry. Of course, we all know we're all, those of us in this room, aging. Wake County 
has right now 65 plus, 10.5% of the population, according to the Census Bureau, older than 65 or 65 and older. 2010, just seven years ago, it was 8.5. For all the talk of these young people moving in, we're actually an aging population. Well, you've got the, what are the baby boomers? Right. The, the moving through the, the, the curve. Uh, Correct. So I would think that might even go up another. 5%. Well, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to actually, percentage-wise, it's going to increase more over the next 10 and 20 years. Yeah. And, and the reason for that is we are, um, the RTP does attract a lot of uh, talented young professionals. And we have yes. a lot of great colleges here. Well, what we're finding out is when those people move here to go to college or, or find that first job here, they like the area they stay. Yeah. Well, guess who loves to be around the grandchildren? Yeah, yeah. So it ends up somebody's parents come moving in. And so there's there's a growing population there, no doubt about it. But it, it's, as my wife says a lot, and, and of course, you know, Mark hears this kind of stuff and talks to customers about it a lot as well. Uh, from a design standpoint, it's simply a smarter way to build a house. Um, does it help those at age, as we talked about last month? It absolutely. They're the first, you know, if you if you already have some some mobility issues, you benefit from it right away. Yeah. But who doesn't enjoy moving furniture around a house mm-hmm. that has four-foot-wide hallways and three-foot-wide doors? They're just smarter, easier homes to live in. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the design features of them make them just, you know, just more practical. But they're, they're things that the average builder doesn't think about doing because— as creatures yeah. of habit, as human beings, we are that. You know, as long as it works, don't don't switch. Just keep building it the same way, and that's what we've been doing for a hundred years. So. Well, and, and going back to what you said earlier, you know, with the aging population, I would think you've got lots of forty and fifty year olds here yeah. that uh, are educated. <clears throat> Plus, you've got the the people that are already here that are in their sixties or seventies, living to be eighty and ninety years old. So you're you're you've got a huge gap of people there that are now does this does when you build a house like that does it does an appraiser come in and respect the way the house is built with wider hallways because you know with with square footage if you're you got a wider hallway versus the traditional you may be losing what might consider to be a fourth bedroom because you've used the space there so how how do appraisals play into what you're doing well on the footage aspect of it, mm-hmm. it still pretty much stays the same as far as those room sizes, but the appraisal still works out because sometimes that footprint does have to be a little bigger. Yeah. And that's where we share with people to do a true universal design type of home. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost a little bit more right. because you have to grow that footprint a little yeah. bit. And yeah. then from an appraisal standpoint, you know, you're adding square footage and he's giving you credit per every square foot. Mm-hmm. Um the thing I do share with folks, though, that from a resale standpoint, it's very important to know when you're designing and building a home like this. If someone, if you build a home this way from scratch, our numbers tell us it runs around 3 to 6% additional in cost of an equivalent home. All right. And a lot of that site work to make mm-hmm. the stepless entries and anybody's in construction or grading understands that. Right. Because we have no steps going from the garage into the house. And then, of course, you then have to have no steps going from the garage out so the car moves out. So there's a lot of site work there. Yeah. But if you get ready to resell that home, I'm going to have some realtors that will visit us in a couple of months and they can give us this information. Go out and try to find a home on the market that is completely accessible. If you find one, I want you to call me. And the odds are if you find one, it's one I built and somebody's selling it. <laughs> 
And the point being there from a resale standpoint, you can charge more than that 3 to 5% if you have your home built that way because somebody yeah. who needs it and needs it now, their options are they've got to either pay what you are asking for your home or they've got to buy an existing home and pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to remodel it and make it accessible. Mm -hmm. It's so much cheaper to do it on the front end. All right, let's, let's pull Mark Beard in on this. What are the key elements to this kind of home? What kind of things do we – it's not just wide hallways, is it? No, it's definitely not. And I think um, one of the key things that we try to focus on at LifeStage and what we're really trying to do is open this up to a broader audience because I think right now it's easy to say somebody with a mobility issue um, mm -hmm. or accessibility issue it definitely has an urgent, immediate need. But what we're also trying to do is educate homeowners, you know, prospective buyers that – we can design this up front in your home no matter what stage of your life you're in right now, whether you yeah. have an immediate need with a family member um, or, or someone who needs to be in the home with you. Or if you, like Tim said, if, if you're that 40s buyer or that 50s buyer that I'm on my last one, we want to stay here forever, we want to live here forever, it's not just about wider hallways. You know, there, there's things from doors where we, we try to do a always a three foot wide doorway um you know we think ahead we we think about stacking the closets if you got a two-story three-story these aren't all single family home um, excuse me single story homes right um that most people traditionally think of if we're talking about an aging population um these are primarily either custom homes that we do from scratch with a homeowner or they're home plans that come from our stock catalog that we've developed that, that we want to, again, expand and, and grow this larger. So, um, yeah, everything from stacking closets. So if a need for an elevator has to ever be put in in the future, um, you know, raised appliances throughout the homes in different areas just for ease of use for anybody. Right. Um, so there, there's definitely things that we can get into that kind of affect the overall home, but um, we think they're just smarter choices when designing your home. All right, we'll talk so, more about this. Yeah, well, can I? Yeah. We, we need to take a quick break, and then we're back with the AccuWeather forecast and more. And Tim's he's ready. <laughs> he's got a question. Can you write it down? I'll forget when we get back. <laughs> I'll give you a piece of paper I'm and kidding. pencil. I'm kidding. All right. 919-860-9783. Making Your Home Great is the radio show you're hearing from Lewis Sadler and Mark Beard. Lewis Sadler with Sadler Construction. Mark Beard with Life Stage Home Designs. I'm Dave Alexander. He's Tim Ferruzzi. News Radio 680 WPTF. Right. News Radio 680. <laughs> okay, what we're gonna do for the for the time being, we're gonna sell the outtakes of the show or the conversations that we have in the studio as sort of a podcast. I think that would be a, at least ten percent better than the show. I don't know. Seventy two degrees right now. Making your home great on News Radio 680 WPTF. It is 72. We expect an overnight low of 47. No trouble with our weather tomorrow, mostly sunny and 74. Monday, if you could take it as a sick day, sunny and 72. That's all I'm saying. Tim Ferruzzi, myself, Dave Alexander, and Lewis Sadler of Sadler Construction, Mark Beard with Life Stage Designs. And do you remember? Yeah, so my question is, yeah. you know, when you think of... Um, uh, a house that's universal, flexible. I think of um, wide stairways. I think of uh, bathrooms that allow you to get around and more room and uh, not as much of an increase to get into the shower. 
stairs, are the stairways usually wider? And are the stair treads usually wider as well? How, how do you? Well, I'll let Lewis back me up on this for some of the homes he's built. But I think 42 would be a good width, three and a half feet mm-hmm. for your staircase mm-hmm. itself. Um, common tread is going to be, what, 10 or so inches, inches in depth, mm-hmm. give or take. Um, you know, Lewis may have had certain situations that he's faced where it needed to be a little 14. bit different. But I've, I've done some 14s. You do a few, but code-wise... Yeah. You know, you're going to get into some, you're going to go, but so big. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you start getting some issues. So we don't, uh, once you get a, above 12 and clear, mm-hmm. and most of them are around 10 for your mm-hmm. standard home, mm-hmm. 12 and clear normally is plenty big for somebody to feel stable walking on. Mm-hmm. And the way they do design the staircase is making them wider than the standard 36 or 38 inch that you see. Getting into that three and a half to four foot, mm-hmm. that's nice if anybody ever wants to add one of those chairlifts going upstairs because mm-hmm. they fold up pretty neat, some of the designs now, but still when it's folded up, it takes a little bit of a space there. So having that wider staircase is nicer. So you're in a stairway, you might add another rail, one on each wall. Correct. You always have rails outside the house. You see a lot of these houses that don't have rails maybe in the center of a stairway and People need them. So well, you the put all that in the original design. Good thing about ours is it's just not that many stairs anyway. Right, yeah. <laughs> so right. yeah. We don't have very many steps. So when yeah. you do site work, is this, I mean, are a lot of these homes have basements or no, to get them ground level like you're doing? No, it's no. just uh, it, 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 you, just a lot of dirt it, being brought a, in and moved around. It's a lot of dirt being brought in, and mm-hmm. you can actually take a, uh, which this is something I've kind of re-educated myself on recently, and it's not something from Mark's end on the design end. They're not going to spec how you're going to you know do your house because if somebody buys a plan from them in Oklahoma versus Maine it's going to be mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. but you know you can actually take part of your crawl space cuz we all our crawl spaces are condition crawl mm. so they're totally sealed mm. so you can actually take that crawl space and we dig it down a little bit and you can actually bury about a foot and a half of it down under grade and you're still okay I mean, once you get about four foot, you can still do that too, but then you have to start getting some some almost basement waterproofing applications on it. But between that and then taking that dirt you dig out, the little bit you dig out, using it on the outside, you may have to haul in a little bit of dirt, but but that's just the way you— So when you say condition crawl space, explain that to the audience. Well, what you're doing is your crawl space is actually insulated on the outside of the block wall, Mm-hmm. And then it has insulation up in the cylinders on the joist, and the floor has a conditioned paper or, or plastic, heavy-duty plastic. And then the air of your HVAC system is actually pumping the air in the crawl space, so it's the same temperature as what you're getting upstairs. Mm-hmm. And what that does is reduces or eliminates any chance of mold and mildew. Mm-hmm. The thing we like about it is especially people walking on tile— Mm-hmm. The tile, like any kind of material like that, it's a cold conductor. Mm-hmm. But if the air is not cold underneath your house, then it doesn't really get that cold even in the in, in the coldest of winter. So you really you don't have insulation in your floor joists like you do on mm-hmm. a typical mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. It's actually your foundation is completely insulated, and that's a conditioned space. So just you, like don't, your house. you don't have a slab at the base of it's just a heavy plastic. It's a heavy plastic goes on. And do you have a return and a supply in the in the crawl for your heating and you air? You do. You, yeah. Well, you have to have a, a an air exchange. Uh, exchange, right, right. right. Correct. Okay. Hmm. You don't have to pump as much air. Yeah, just because some. It's, but because it, it's a closed space. Yeah, just some. But it, but you do. Now, do you add a filter in that area for that scenario? You don't add a filter. Sometimes you'll do a dehumidifier mm-hmm. just in case because depending upon the depth that you have mm-hmm. on that on mm-hmm. that foundation, you may get a little moisture buildup in there somewhere because mm-hmm. you still have a drain line, an outside drain line. Right. 
Right. I know why we're not doing that now. I mean, I'm walking through my house, and, uh, you know, morning like this morning, yeah, it was a little chilly. But on mornings when it's 20 degrees outside, that floor is cold. Yeah. And I've seen some that were plenums where they, the actual whole heating and air system, uh, I guess, ran through the crawl space completely. You don't see those much, but I've seen a few of those. Yeah. Yeah, but what they do too on hardwood floors—it's great product because hardwood floors, everybody's seen it around your registers. Yeah, mm-hmm. it separates. Correct, yeah. and, yes, it does. And that's all about the moisture content that's down in the crawl space. Yeah. Well, if you do a condition crawl, you you eliminate that. So that's a great feature too. So are most of your homes one uh, one story, basically uh, one level? N- no, we can uh, we can pretty much do anything you think right. of. Um, two story, three story, with basement, without yeah. basement. Um, and and again, I think that's. Part of uh, what what we're trying to do at LifeStage is educate consumers that, you know, we can design any home you guys want to, but if we sit down with some thoughtful planning, we can get you what you want, and it doesn't have to be a home that you consider, um, you know, I think, well, let me see how do we rephrase it. I think what we've learned, especially in new construction and, and, and the way things are, we've kind of been programmed that, well, homes become for a little disposable at some times of our lives. Um, so we live in homes for a little while. And at some point, as we age, we get yeah. sent off somewhere else when that day comes by, by the kids. And what we're really trying to do is incorporate the entire family into the home, multi-generational. Um, and, and we want your homes to look, you just, to be as proud as any other home on the street. Um, but we've done some things in your home that allow the flexibility for you guys to be there forever. Mm-hmm. Now, do inspectors... Um look at these things a little different because they're not familiar with them? Or is it, what's your, what's been a, your experience with the building inspectors? Not a lot. There are a few things that we've had to get, uh, go through for, you know, over the years. Mm-hmm. To get some, yeah. And elevators especially. Yeah. For a long time, the local inspections departments just weren't used to a lot of people putting elevators in homes. Yeah. Um, and so they were trying to have us put es- uh, elevators in under commercial regulations. Oh. Which... Anybody's yeah, in the building business yeah. knows that's a huge, <laughs> big difference. And, uh, and you know, do all the things like, like a, what would, you would be required in a pit for an elevator, mm-hmm. even though the elevator doesn't have a pit. Mm-hmm. So it's taken a little while, and what they've basically done now is they've got a whole new system where they've got somebody in the elevator industry that inspects those based on the specs of that particular elevator. And you Outside of that, it's not that big a deal. You don't have a picture of Cherie Berry. No, no, in, no, in these no. elevators, she hasn't signed off on any. They don't inspect them, but <laughs> I mean, I, she's know. been in that elevator for a long time. Yeah, she has. She, has. And she must be doing a good job. Yeah. Well, I don't know that the the concept is wonderful. I really wish I'd considered something like this when I bought, and I wasn't a, I you know I bought 15 years ago. I'm still not that old. Um, honestly, I wish I had said, "All right, this is the kind of house I want." For the long term, are you having a hard time convincing people in their 30s to consider the long term? Well, I don't think so. I think naturally, like what we're believing is that this is a trend that's going to continue, um, regard, again, regardless of mobility or accessibility needs. I mean, look at look at some of the new developments for new construction in, in our area right now. Just Just simple things that aren't homes that are exclusively universal from yeah. top to bottom, inside and out, but... Look at how many communities now are offering master downstairs for for people in their 30s, for people in their 40s right now. You know, national builders, local builders, regional builders. A lot of people are doing this because, I mean, the the stage I'm in, I've got little kids at the house, and I can tell you, like, 
we don't have a master downstairs, but every night, once those kids are tucked in and going to sleep, my yeah. wife and I were both back downstairs mm-hmm. in the kitchen, you know, catching up on ourselves. How, how yeah. much easier would it be even for our stage to go right into that master bedroom and, you know, relax well, for what the you evening? Guys, what you guys are saying makes a lot of sense because when I go to a hotel and I happen to get an ADA-compliant room, uh, there's something about that room, and I'm not sure what it is. It must be the space and the openings. It, to me, it's just a lot more comfortable in that room versus a regular hotel room. So I think that it makes sense what yeah. you're doing. Now, do you find a lot of green compliance uh, coming into what you guys are doing with your customers when you're doing this type of thing? Do they consider green a lot? And I'm going to give you the opportunity to answer that on the other side of the news broadcast. You are listening to Making Your Home Great. Lewis Sadler, Mark Beard. Lewis, of course, from Sadler Construction. Mark from Life Stage Home Designs. Tim Ferruzzi and myself making your home great on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. Making your home great. You want to get in on the conversation? I'll give you the number in a moment. I'll give you a reason to, to call in just a bit. But uh, Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing and myself on the air every Saturday from 2 until 4. Today, we have Lewis Sadler with Sadler Construction and Mark Beard with Life Stage Home Designs. And we are talking about uh, the type of construction that's called barrier-free or universal design. And Tim had a question about green you mean environmentally well, yeah. green? Well, yeah, you know, we're all thinking green. Obviously, there's a lot of building material that's green, but do you find that your customers are thinking about how to recycle water, how to uh, f- have certain interiors that face the sun, that hold the heat, and that kind of thing? Is there any of that being considered with your clients, usually with this designs? Uh, yeah, and, I'm, and I'll let you know Lewis speak to some of these for some of the homes he's constructed. But um, I, I think people are definitely looking for a sustainable approach to their homes. I mean, these are these are major investments that they're going to make, and when they do plan to live there forever, mm-hmm. um, they they do want to kind of be responsible with with this item that they're building. Um, and, and I know Lewis can probably share some examples of some of his construction techniques and what he uses in the homes. I think the word, the key that he just gave was sustainable. Mm -hmm. And that's why you do find a lot of people that are interested in both of those because they understand that both of those two items of universal design, barrier-free and green, both equal a sustainable relationship with their home Mm -hmm. so that they can stay in it for a long time and the home's taking care of them. It's it's a healthier home. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we do get a lot of customers that look into both. Um, now, our standards so for us as a construction company, and uh, uh, Mark designs the homes this way, so that it has some green aspects to it. Now, it's not you know going to be a certified green, but uh, all the homes that they design have two-by-six exterior walls, which I like. So yeah. for standard home is a two-by-four wall with a, by code now, R15 insulation. What LifeStage Home Design does is a two-by-six exterior wall with an R19 in it. And then you do couple that with a conditioned crawl, mm-hmm. tankless water heaters, mm-hmm. high-energy-efficient windows. Every now and then you'll get somebody who wants to do a foam de- deck on the ceiling. Um, that's a spray foam versus a fiberglass insulation. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's normally about as far as folks want to go with it uh, because once you start stepping outside of that, you really start spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I, I share with people when it comes to green, and you know this, mm-hmm. you've been around this enough to know, 
Um, green is great. And we've been building green homes before green was popular. Um, but I can make your house as green and healthy as you can as you can make it. Yeah. But if you can't get in, it's not worth plug nickel. <laughs> Yeah. So, if they can't afford it? No, if you yeah. can't physically, physically get in your home. Oh, I see. Okay. So I'm saying as builders and as a building industry, <laughs> we've kind of got the cart before the horse. Green is good, but let's make a home sustainable first for the buyer to be able to stay at that home, that big investment they made forever. Yeah. Then let's start focus on making it as healthy as we can while they're inside of it. Well, and I think that also being green is not having to do a lot of remodeling, which obviously there's there's all kinds of carbon and 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 transporting products and and everything associated which, with that. So that's that's green in itself. Product waste. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Making your home great. Two o'clock every Saturday. Here's the number: nine one nine eight six zero. 9783-919-860-9783. If you want to talk about barrier-free design or universal design, or if you want to talk about some of the most beautiful bathrooms, shower areas, I've on your website, Lewis, you've got, I wish, I wish I had that. What I have and what a lot of other people have are these micro-closets. Honestly, I couldn't have put shelves in them, right? I could barely put a sh- put shelves in and justify it as a closet. Yeah, you, you, you've got to be... Got- you got to be very careful when you shower in the average shower because your elbows are going to be banging on something somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah, and, and for people who have issues with... Uh, people who have wheelchairs or walkers, you're going to need, even just to get into the bathroom, you need greater floor space. But what I'm seeing on your website is just better material. I mean, it's just beautiful. Well, the material itself is still pretty much, the, yeah. it, it's the same type of material that goes in any home. And that's one of the things you're trying to tell people. It's, it's still as, as attractive as any other home. Mm-hmm. But it's just the way that Mark and his crew designed the homes. As far as I can say, those wider doorways, more space between wall and vanity. Right. And those showers... Yeah, I mean, it really is. It can just be an added bonus to the home. Um, and I mean, look, if you start looking at the trends of where just residential design is in general right now, um, I mean, how many people are promoting the walk-in showers in the homes? That's just become a very, very popular yeah. item. I think, um, you know, at LifeStage and even Lewis Building Homes, he's been doing it already. So, it's, yeah. you know, it kind of it kind of kills two birds with one stone, you know, so. Yeah. Miss Williams of Raleigh, uh, welcome to Making Your Home Great on News Radio 680 WPTF. Hi. Hi, I'm enjoying the program, but I had a question. Um, it was something you said about the hardwood floors. If there was moisture under the house, can you repeat that, please? Yes, ma'am. It's not that there's necessarily uh, a lot of moisture, so don't worry about your floors being damaged. I don't want to, to scare you in that. It's just moisture in the air, which air has it, period. But uh, if you have a regular crawl space around where your uh, your registers are, where your hot air, your air condition comes out of, you'll see that floor typically separate and shrink in different times of the year. And the reason for that is, is because where that moisture is being pushed up or the heat's being pushed up, there's been a, a fast transfer in the amount of moisture is in the air, and it makes that wood swell and shrink. Okay. It's not damaging any. It's just something that you see and you experience. But if you have a conditioned crawl space, uh-huh. you're not going to experience that at all. 
Okay. I appreciate your help. You're welcome. You're listening. Bye-bye. Miss Williams, thank you very much. 919-860-9783. Making your home great. On today's show, Lewis Sadler and Mark Beard. Lewis with uh, Sadler Construction. Mark Beard with Life Stage Home Designs. And Tim Ferruzzi, owner of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And Dave. Carol in Durham. Hi. What's up, Carol? Uh, I have a question about roof. Yes. For Tim. Uh, I have three turbines on top of my house to uh, Mm -hmm. get the heat out of the Mm -hmm. attic. Mm -hmm. I also have three gables that are five feet tall, 12 feet wide. And my question is, if I took the turbines off, do I need to close up those gables any? No. um, My philosophy is the more ventilation that you have in the attic, the better. Obviously, not so much, but having ventilation, cross-ventilation in an attic is very important year-round. Do you, are these, uh, these turbines, are they wind-driven or are they uh, electric? Wind-driven. Wind-driven, yeah. And they're still working? Yeah. Yeah. My problem is that I, they've been there long enough that the nails around them work themselves out and I get leaks. Mm-hmm. But that's 15 years at least. Yeah. Do you have ridge vent on the peak of the house? Nope. No, yeah. I would, uh, honestly, I'd keep them. I think they're, uh, you know, just get them serviced. You know, somebody like myself, another roofing company can come out and either replace them or just do some good sealing around them until you replace your roof. If your roof's 15 years old, you're probably going to need to address it uh, at some point in the near future and then maybe going back with a ridge vent um, in combination with your uh, your soffit vents, your gable vents should be should be fine and you might eliminate them at that point. So you would would you have to to leave, you'd leave the gable vents though? Yeah, yeah. The, the gable vents are original with the house. Now I've had a few scenarios where people were getting water in their house on certain sides of the house where water blew through the gable vent, and we'd had uh, to. I haven't had. That. You haven't had that, but yeah, I would keep those. I think that's uh, that's a good thing. Um, you know, because your cold air is going to come in there, and your hot air is going to rise. You know, out the. Uh, the um, the wind-driven ones or the turbines. I think it works both ways. Well, Tim, wouldn't it be it's less expensive for her to just have those vents repaired and and, yeah, and redone absolutely. than it would be to pull them out because absolutely. then you've got to cut plywood, you've got to redo the shingles. Yeah. So from a cost standpoint, it'd be less for you. The only thing I can say on the gables is mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you've anybody else has experienced this, but every now and then you're going to have to look up there, you probably had to put screen on the outside because the only downside of having the gable vents is bats like to get up there and yeah. nest in them. Oh, I've already put up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so you've already been there. Uh, squirrels, too. On screening on, on them. Yeah. And that took care of the bats. I put it inside and out. Yeah, they, they come from the factory on the inside, but they'll get up inside between the vents and the screen and oh, nest up there. So, yeah, you have to put that screen on the outside. So you, you already know what I'm talking about. Oh, I sure do. I did that years ago when I was a lot younger than I am now. Uh, <laughs> I wish she did it herself. <laughs> yeah, nice. <I> did. <laughs> Carol, thank you. Uh, did that help you? Did that answer your question, Carol? That answers my question. I had gotten an estimate on some from someone to do that 
job for me, and they made some suggestions that I questioned, and I just wanted to get another take on it. Yep. To okay. see whether I should leave them or take them out. Yeah, if it was my house, I'd leave them and just get them serviced or replace them. Um, and they're, and if, they're, if they're turning, they're probably okay. You just need to just pull out some nails, replace some nails, seal up, do that, yeah, do that. I just recently had the nails resunk and sealed. Yeah, yep. good. So um, that should take care of that for a while anyway. Yep. Carol, thank you. Thank you very much. Take care. Right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. Lewis Sadler is here, Mark Beard. Uh, Lewis Sadler with Sadler Construction, Mark Beard with Life Stage Home Designs, Tim Ferruzzi with Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing, and myself. And we are here for just the next few minutes. Call us up now if you've got some questions. Uh, we're talking about a lot of different things, including whatever is on your mind about your home. But we're also talking about universal design and barrier-free design on making your home great. So, News, so, yeah. Are we going to a commercial? We were, yes. Go but, ahead. But you could ask another question. No, go quick. ahead. Our News Radio 680 <laughs> WPTF. <laughs> News Radio 680 WPTF AccuWeather forecast. Sunshine today high up to 74. Overnight low, 47. Next couple of days are pretty nice, too. Sunday, a high of 74 with sunny clouds. Mostly sunny also Monday with a high of 72. Little cooler for Tuesday and then warming up again. It's, it's really... I remember winter being longer last year, but it's it's going to be a nice summer-like or at least spring-like. Uh, Don't get ahead week. of yourself yet. Yeah, we still got to get through March. Look, for all those people we were talking about, how yeah. the demographics are, yep. for those of you that are new to North Carolina, yeah. <laughs> Don't get lulled into this. I know. Your winter coat will come back yeah. out again. I've seen some of the coldest months in March. Yeah. You say weather. so. You say so. Yeah. I do agree. I'm just saying. Major We're enjoying it while it's here. Don't ah, get us wrong. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> 72 with a real feel of 70 News Radio 680 WPTF. Tim Ferruzzi's in studio with me, Dave Alexander. Tim is the owner of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. You're also hearing from Lewis Sadler with Sadler Construction, Mark Beard with Life Stage Home Design. And we are talking about universal design or barrier-free design homes, also known as aging-in-place homes. Homes where, you know, if a fella had a mobility issue some 15, 20 years down the road, might be a good idea to be able to roll up to a sink. What well, a simple idea. Yeah. And what about garages? Talk, talk yeah, about garages. Yeah, we were speaking about that on the break. Is um, yeah, All of our homes, I mean, typically have garages, two-car garages, three-car garages. There's nothing to say that you can't get inside your house from your garage um, with a stepless entry. Um, I think the way we typically do that is the, the garage itself has a slight slope inside so that when you're out of the vehicle, whether you're walking or rolling into the home, there, there's no barrier to get into your house. Um, and in on that point, just entry, you know, we always like to have Two, entr- two stepless entries in the home at some point, you know, whether they're on the front, the main entrance mm-hmm. from the garage or on the back of the house, just for, you know, so, so we've always got something in case of an emergency or a fire breaks out, something like that. You know, again, just forward thinking when, when we're designing these homes. So, so what am I doing? Am I, am I driving up into the garage? I, I would say when you're driving in, no, not necessarily up, but when you drive into the garage, it's yeah. probably... Lewis, correct me if I'm wrong, it's pretty imperceptible from you driving the car into your garage to get Mm -hmm. to the door inside the garage. 
Yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same as any any house that you're in now. I mean, there's yeah. pretty much every garage is going to have about a two-inch fall from front mm-hmm. to back. Okay. But the but the way we construct those homes is the outside of the foundation. We actually raise the walls around the garage higher than the rest of the foundation. Okay. By about 12 to 16 inches, which gets us above the floor system so that we can then fill that garage with gravel up against the house. There's a way that we treat the house to take care of it. I think we're sharing with that off the air as well that— we use treated bands, treated material that mm-hmm. goes around the outside of the house, and then we waterproof that band, and so then gravel and the concrete can go up to it so we can elevate that garage pad so that it's the same height as the finished floor in the house. And that gets into where we we're talking about some of the extra cost because then we have to manipulate the soil outside to build it up. So when you're driving out of your garage, you just don't run downhill real quick. It's still mm-hmm. level, and then you get a slow tapering off of your driveway mm-hmm. as you exit your house. All right, you completely sold me. So or, I've got a question. I, I, yeah, go ahead. Mark, specifically sure. to you. So life sure. stage home designs. Mm-hmm. So you actually do what? You come into a, an existing home and you can help with changing layouts? Yeah, ab- absolutely. We do uh, new construction and renovations and remodels. So, you know, definitely encourage anybody to check us out online at lifestagehomedesigns.com. Give us a call, shoot us an email. Um, we'll come out to your home here locally or in the Carolinas. We'll come out, survey what you've got, find out what your needs are. We'll be happy to come out. Um, we'll, we'll discuss a floor plan, what options they are. You know, once we get to that stage, we'll partner up with Lewis and we'll bring him in and say, this is the most feasible, you know, construction scenario. But yeah, absolutely. We can do renovations. So if remodels. I'm 80 years old and I've, I'm having issues getting around the house, I can call you. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you don't, that, that is still an option, obviously, from renovating. We do some of that. There are some other companies around. If you if you happen to be looking for one, try to find one that's at minimum CAPS certified, certified mm-hmm. agent in place specialist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a remodeling certification, so they know something about mobility. So be sure and ask for that, require, ask for that uh, certification if you're looking at a remodeler. But uh, there are options and things that companies like Marks can go out and do to help you design something in your existing home to build a stay there. So we'll, obviously from the education standpoint, we don't want people to feel like, as Mark said, you hit that point in your life where mm-hmm. I've got to leave and go move in that facility. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Yep. How long is this going to take from my decision to, yes, I Mark, I want to go with you guys to design me a home right. so that I can live in forever? Yeah, I mean, well, obviously it can depend on how how extensive the home is, what size it is. But I would say in a, gene- a typical new home construction, you probably plan on anywhere from plus minus six months to get through all the design work until we could actually start construction, um, which, again, I think is probably for most people an average, you know, design timeline before they build a home. Is that um, just— and- the design, or is that design and picking out what goes design, in your house? No, we're talking kind of soup to nuts. You know, we're going to okay. work on a floor plan from scratch right. um, with you, or you can pick some that we've already started, um, and we'll get everything from your cabinets down to your paint. So we're talking about everything before we can turn this over um, to have your home built. Do so. you need to see the property before we do this? It, it, it does help um, because, again, like we, we do want to respect, um, you know, marrying the design with, with the landscape together, what you got. I mean, you, you may be in a neighborhood that has an architectural review board if you're building that way that, you know, we have to respect certain conditions. And, and also from, you know, a design integrity standpoint, we want to make sure what, what we're designing with you is, you know, respectful of the land and, and everything that goes along with that. 
But uh, so, so, Lewis, do you do any spec homes, or is it all pre-sales? Past three years has been all pre-sales. Mm-hmm. We really haven't had the need to do any. We are actually getting ready to start one spec right now. We're going to put one in a community called Horizon Subdivision that we're building in. That's mm-hmm. off of fifteen five zero one, in between Pittsburgh and Chapel Hill. Uh, we're going to put one on there so that we can have it on the parade of homes for this coming season, and we're doing that primarily for an educational tool, mm-hmm. as as what we're doing here, mm-hmm. so that people can come tour the house and learn and understand about universal design application and and uh, hopefully think about it or suggest it to whomever they know that may be doing some remodeling or thinking about building a home. And right, what's, your, what's your website so people can yeah. find more info about what you're doing? Sadler Construction NC. Dot com. Lewis, I don't have a telephone number for Sadler Construction. Can you give me that? Yeah. <laughs> 919-678-678-0313. 0313. This is a part of the show where we're, we're sharing business cards, basically. <laughs> uh, you also heard from Mark Beard with Life Stage Home Designs. And the website there is lifestagehomedesigns.com, 919-678. 780313. Am I correct? That's correct. Excellent. I'm, I'm you know, and, and Dave, the, the phone number is important because there's a lot of people that are in their 80s and 70s mm-hmm. that yep. need the service that don't use computers. So All right. repeat those numbers again. Right fast. People. Mark Beard with Life Stage Home Designs, 919 678 or Lewis Sadler, 919 678 0313 and you'll find all the information you need glad to have you guys on yeah. thank you gentlemen thank you appreciate us. it next week we're talking for uh, talking about ec- economy exterminators bugs lots of bugs lots of bugs Pests. 